You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. Hi, my name is Stephen Loveless. My pronouns are they, them, and their, and my title is the Director of the Gender and Sexuality Resource Center. I think the best way to start is pronouns because I introduced myself and I said, hello, my name is Stephen Loveless and my pronouns are they, them, and their. And many folks are like, what? I haven't done pronouns since I was, you know, maybe in third grade or taking that Comp 101 class. Uh, so uh, pronouns in society, most of the time, many of us, we've been socialized to look at an individual, look at their gender expression or what we perceive to be their gender expression, their clothing, their haircuts, their mannerisms, and we immediately gender them in our head. We say, oh, you know, this person has short hair and pants, you know, stereotypically. They must be a man and therefore I call them he, right? Or a dress and long hair, I call them she. And for many folks across the gender and sexuality spectrum, that, that just doesn't work when it comes to how they would like to be identified and, and how they do identify themselves. Um, so there are a plethora of different pronouns. If you ever get bored, Google gender pronouns. <laughs> there are about 50 different uh, gender pronouns, but they, them, and there is one that's used uh, a lot here at UNC. And it's just a way of making it gender inclusive. And so, for example, uh, when someone's talking to me, they might say, Stephen went to the store, they bought an apple, then they went home. And that's how they would use my appropriate pronouns. Um, so it's just good to be thoughtful of pronouns when you're working with everyone across the gender and sexuality spectrum, because uh, we automatically make that assumption and that jump into, oh, I know this already. And sometimes that can uh, create a lot of harm when we're just trying to have a conversation. So just asking on the front end, like, hey, what pronouns do you use? And they'll, a lot of times folks will be like, oh, thank you for asking. You know, these are my pronouns. Or they might say, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then that's a great opportunity for you to help educate them and say, you know, we are an inclusive campus that protects gender identity, and so we try to make sure that we honor everyone's pronouns on campus. So what other practices or um, pieces of information should people know about? I think folks need to be comfortable saying LGBTQ. Many times we have folks who are great allies who are trying to be supportive, but inevitably will say, you know, like, oh, I'm so glad you're part of that BLT community. And it's like, okay, we're not bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Uh, we <laughs> so being able to comfortably say, you know, like, um, it's awesome that you shared with me that you're part of the LGBTQ community and to understand what you eat each one of those means. So, you know, like le lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and those kind of encompass some identities, not all identities, but for right now, that's kind of our best language that we have when we're talking about the community, the LGBTQ community. Other folks use, you know, the gender and sexuality community or gender and sexuality spectrums. So language is always evolving and it's, uh, it's awesome to me uh, because we're seeing folks become more cognizant and understand that everyone has a different experience uh, when it comes to their gender and their sexuality and how we can honor those experiences uh, to the best of our abilities and be respectful of each other as bears as well too. 
you mentioned an ally. Can you explain what an ally is? Sure. So an ally means many different things to many different folks. Uh, but I would say allyship at its core is a willingness to acknowledge that other folks have different experiences than your own and that those experiences deserve the same respect. The best way I could put it maybe is everyday thoughtfulness that you would give anyone else. Uh, and so if someone tells you, you know, my pronouns are this, please use that. An ally is not gonna say, well, why do you do that? You know, that's weird or that's awkward. Usually an ally is gonna say like, oh, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'll be sure in the future to use these pronouns or I'll use these words. It's like a respectful inclusiveness. Absolutely. And you know, um, <laughs> most folks joke, they're like, oh, this is part of the gay agenda. You know, <laughs> I promise there's no gay agenda um, other than simple respect for each other, you know? And so it, to me, an ally is somebody who's not thinking that there's a specific agenda or, or any kind of undertone of trying to change society in a certain way. It's, it's simply stating what makes an individual comfortable. Um, and I would hope that we would all want to provide a comfortable and safe environment as we learn here at UNC. We make uh, the same, a lot of terminology around sex and gender, gender expression, um, gender identity and sexual identity. So like, I just briefly I'll define some of those um, for folks. So when I talk about sex with folks and when we're having that conversation, we're talking about this medically assigned identity. You know, we were all born <laughs> a doctor or doula or midwife looked at us, usually looked at our genitalia and said, okay, well you were either male or female or intersex. And intersex is not too new, it's, it's been used, but it is in the replace, a lot of folks used to use the terminology hermaphrodite. We as a community tend to move away from that towards intersex. So we've got sex, which is our biological characteristics. We're born, those kind of pieces. Then we have gender um, slash kind of gender identity, and that's how we view ourselves. And so there is a difference between how you were biologically born and how you view your body, you know? And, that, and that's that inner sense of I can be a man or a woman, or maybe someone would identify as a trans man or a trans woman or being genderqueer, and I know that's all new language for a lot of folks, but it, what's important to recognize, there's a multitude of different gender identities. These are just some examples, but each of those are how one views themselves. So for example, I identify as genderqueer. And so what that means for me specifically is, I don't identify as being a man. I also don't identify as being a woman. For me, it's kind of somewhere in the middle, I feel myself to be, and that shows up in different ways for me, um, whether it's part of my gender expression or how I navigate the world on a daily basis. And then, of course, we talked about gender expression, how the world sees you, um, your body language, your hairstyles, um, your mannerisms, and those can look feminine or masculine or androgynous. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, our sexual identity. It's like, who are we going to build those sexual affectional relationships with? And that's where we get to the lesbian, gay, bisexual kind of identities as well, too. And so just understanding the differences between all of those things helps us to kind of have a better understanding of what we're talking about when we're having conversations 
around gender and sexuality. And I think many times I tell folks, they're like, oh, you know, I've heard pansexual or polysexual. What does this even mean? You know, and how do I? And I tell folks, you know, like, know the difference between the four that I just gave you, the sex, gender, identity, gender expression, sexual identity. But you don't need to know the definitions of every single sexual identity or gender identity. What you need to know is that everyone experiences those identities differently. And so you might ask an individual if they say, oh, I identify as pansexual. Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about what it means for you to be pansexual? Because it then gets at the individual's experience, not at this textbook definition that might not actually work for someone. Be prepared. Some folks might not be ready for that conversation. You know, some folks are like, oh, I identify as pansexual. Oh, what does that mean to you? Well, I'm not really up to talking about it yet. And I think part of being that ally, getting back to that original point we were talking about is being okay with that. You know, sometimes for a lot of folks, it can be really hard talking about their gender and sexuality, right? And so some folks aren't ready to have that conversation. So part of being an ally is also knowing like if somebody says no, not to get offended in any way or, or think that they don't trust you. It just, they're not there in their developmental journey. And we also want to be cognizant of our romantic orientation or identities. Um, many people conflate sexual identity and romantic identity. So romantic identity is who you're going to build those romantic relationships with. And those don't always have to be physical or sexual in nature. So it's important to also acknowledge romantic identities as just as equally important to sex, gender identity, gender expression, and sexual orientation. Gender and sexuality is complicated, right? Um, and there's so many different pieces for so many individuals. So I, I always encourage folks to do their own research. You know, like if you're trying to support a friend and be an ally to them, and they, you know, maybe they disclose to you like, I am a polysexual person. Awesome, that's great. You know, I'm here to support you 100%. Then you go home, you do some Google searches, you maybe reach out to our office and ask for some resources as well too, and then come back to that same friend and then be like, oh, I found out some information. Uh, you know, how does this uh, work in your world or does this sound, you know, applicable or does this uh, work for you? Or if you find some unique struggles, you know, like I, you know, I know that many times this, um, might impact someone who holds this gender identity or sexual identity? Are there ways that I can support you and be a better friend to you? Those are great questions that an ally could ask. None of us have to be perfect. I, I, I see so many folks who want to be allies to the community and who want to do a good job, but they're so afraid that they're gonna make a mistake or say the wrong thing and that you know, that's gonna create harm or anything else. And I, I would just encourage folks, just dive in and and it's we're gonna make mistakes, we're human beings, and that's that's okay. I think as long as when someone says, hey, that wasn't the right language or this wasn't great, being open to receiving that and being like, you know what? Thank you so much for telling me. I never knew. I so appreciate that. That's what I'd love to ask of all of our students here.